1: Paul Hamilton. Rob Ray joins Shopman
0: Bulldog game days at 4. Howard and Jeremy welcome Marty Biron Thursday mornings at 7 30 on WGR Sports Radio 550. And there they all are right there. What's in there? Sal Capaccio's in there, Jeremy White, Shopman the Bulldog, there's Alan Davis, John and Brian Cozio, Pat Melcaro, the whole crew's in there. Really? And you know what? Paul is the only one upstairs working. The rest of the guys are on vacation. Working 9 to 5. Today past five. Actually, that's uh, pretty normal. Paul Hamilton once again on the West Her hotline. We know the day is done for the Sabers and their moves, and we heard Kevin Adams explain it all. Paul, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm an Adams fan. Like he comes off just so well at these things, like genuine and believable. If that's not really the same thing, like may- maybe things will sour. It tends to happen to every with everybody over the course of time but i think when he was describing their process about today it made sense and like he's he's almost emotional about the team he's got isn't he
1: absolutely he See, i've seen him that way before when he's talked about him and you know he he approached some of the things that you and i have talked about this week and probably even before this week that you know, all trades aren't created equal, and just because one team got a player for this doesn't mean that was what the offer for the Sabres was. And the Jeff Chickering trade was specifically asked about. And, yes, what the Ottawa Senators got him for was not offered to the Buffalo Sabres. And he mentioned a couple of times that when he got in trade talks with a lot of different teams, about a lot of different players, his young players are very popular around the NHL and that's what teams want. They want his young players. They want Savoy, they want Kulik. And those are non-starters. He said, you know, they've already decided they aren't trading those guys and if that's what it takes, they're out. And uh, you know, so their prospect pool is very popular around the NHL. So when one team is asked, well, we want a first-round pick in this, the Sabres are asked for their young guys and uh, there are some of their young guys that they just aren't willing to part with when it comes to trade discussions.
0: I thought maybe what he said about Savoy in that way was possibly the most interesting thing of the whole press conference. Like, he's a saber. He's a puck hound. Mm-hmm. Like, the way he t- talked about him. I mean, Kulik, I think, has gotten a lot of raves this year. I've heard you talk about him a lot, and less so, Matt Savoy. But he, uh, <laughs> I'm ready to write him in the, on, on the roster for next year after today.
1: I think because Kulik is closer in Rochester, we get a chance to see him where we don't, you know, I I don't spend a lot of time in Winnipeg, so I don't get a lot, or Calgary, and I I, I don't get a lot of time to to see Savoy, so, uh, you know, I think a lot of it is just the closeness of being, seeing more games out of Kulik than we do get to see out of Savoy, but if you just look at his, his stats and stuff, you know, he's been ripping up junior hockey.
0: Right. So Jordan Greenway, uh we had this trade shortly before three o'clock and we talked about him for a minute. A couple more hours. Maybe you've gotten some more perspective on him and you heard Adams talk about him. How did the Sabres do?
1: Pretty good. I've been reading some of the other comments around the NHL and they've been getting some pretty good people are saying the Sabres did pretty well in this trade. You know how they grade trades and it's in the B B plus range when, when people are talking about it. And Adams admitted. A little surprised he did, but he did, and good for him that he noticed that this team been getting pushed around. And he said teams try to bully us, and they go after our young players. And if you watch our games, he said they go after the top players, and it was clear. So he felt first with Stillman and then with Greenway that he needed to get some bigger bodies around that people would respect in that area. And we're not talking about goons or anything else. He's looking for hockey players also. He's not just looking for guys who are searching for fights or, or that type of thing. And, uh, you know, another thing he talked about is how he talked with Don Granado, who coached Greenway with the U.S. National Under-18 team and knows him very well. And Granado apparently just pounded his fist on the table and was very <laughs> passionate about the, he knows there's more for this player. And, you know, he believes that he can get it out of him and he's going to be an important player for this team. And Adams said, I needed to hear that and that's what what he wanted to hear, and it's one of the reasons he made the trade is how passionate Don Granado was about getting this player.
0: And how about just that in and of itself? I mean, all these deadlines over the years, Paul, what's your feeling about, like, here's Granado who obviously has a voice at the table, and I don't see why that should be a bad thing, like, almost ever, right? I mean, the coach's feelings should matter, but uh, maybe I could think of an exception to that. What, what usually happens? Like, is that as far as you know, sort of customary for teams to include the coach in their decisions?
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, Lindy Ruff was always with Darcy Rigueur about decisions like that. They always talked about it. The one that wasn't, and I was taken back by it because I just assumed, was Phil Housley. Uh, Tim Meyer wanted, did not want Phil Housley's opinion on anything. And Phil Housley was never asked about trades. He was never asked about anything. And because uh, I said to Phil, I go, well, you're probably going after practice. So you're probably going to the GM's office and, you know, trade deadline day. He goes, no, I'm going home. He goes, I'm not I'm part of that. He goes, that's his job. It's not a great sign, is it? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so he'd be the exception to the rule. But other than that, yeah. Uh, other than Tim Murray being a GM, I think uh, other GMs, at least here in Buffalo, have been, you know, they want to hear what their coach has to say.
0: It's not only that you, <laughs> I guess, you know listen to them but then it's also like taking their comments to heart and 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 including them factoring them into what you ultimately do i think at least i'd want my coach to think that i did want to know how he felt but yeah, and
1: even don even if don granado hadn't coached greenway you know with the national under 18 team he's he's coached against them he's put game plans against the minnesota wild so he's very aware of them and would be aware of the type of player he is, or almost any player in the NHL, unless they just arrived in the NHL, but they've been there. you know. Of course, Don Granada would know about him and have an opinion about him.
0: Well, with the exception of Rasmus Asplund, who has been in the press box a lot and essentially given to the Nashville Predators today, part of what this was, Paul, is the Sabres not taking a player off their team. I mean, they did do that with Asplund, but somebody else, you know, uh, more significant. Like, part of the deadline is, any team, this could be a good team or a bad one, you have a contract that you don't like. And so if I can turn that into a draft pick or that into something, get the contract off my books, I think that's really an important part of the conversation with the Sabres right now, with who they have signed and really, like, Oposo is up after this year, and, and Skinner is still years to go, but he's found his game again. Like, they really don't have a problem contract.
1: No, and you know what? I still think Skinner's contract is a bit of a problem, but it's not going to get solved. I mean, and you're getting production out of the player now. You had that contract when you weren't getting production yeah. for, for many reasons. Uh, and But at least you're getting production out of the player now. Um, but you you look at uh with like a situation like Asplund the sabers really do themselves a favor by treating players the right way asplund's not getting a chance to play here and it's not looking like he was going to he wasn't playing as well as he had in the past and adams basically said we uh, look at we we think it's the right thing to do to give him a chance to play somewhere else And they did it with Anders Bork, who was buried in Rochester and wasn't going to play in the NHL. Again, they just gave him away and said, here, you know, here is a chance to play in the NHL. We owe you that. Go ahead type of thing. And that gets around to agents. That gets around to players around the league. And that shows what kind of organization they have and makes other players maybe want to join an organization like that. So, um you know, I think deals like that, and they even tried to trade Vinny Henestrosa. It just didn't work before they sent him down to Rochester, again, trying to give him an NHL opportunity. So uh, things like that do go a long way.
0: Paul Hamilton on the West Hur Hotline. The Sabres trade for Minnesota forward Jordan Greenway. Give up a second and a fifth. That's not nothing. Like, I, I like the idea of this player fine, and I – I will, uh, you know, give the benefit of the doubt here to the Sabers and their coach for feeling like he's a buy low opportunity here. I, I'm, I'm interested. Uh, you know, it is a little more than it's. It's not a throwaway deal or anything like that. You know, it's not a. It's above the waiver wire level. Greenway to give up a second and a fifth. It's not a first. It's not even their own second. You know, Vegas might be a, a lower pick, but um, you know they did have to pay a little bit for him.
1: Yeah, but, you know, it's something I've talked about. I, I can't even begin to tell you for how long. They just had too many of the same players on this team, you know, small, fast type of thing. They they needed to mix in a little bit of size, a little bit of size that can play hockey. I'm not into the Ryan Reeves, that kind of stuff, Lucic. I'm interested in players that can play hockey and have some size to them. And, uh, you know, that's that's what they realized they needed, and that's what they went out to do so. You know, with, with getting a player like that, and they don't have many players with size, I think, yeah, you had to give up a little bit, maybe a little bit more than you would think. But uh, I I don't have any problem with that.
0: So for this year, um, maybe he'll help a little bit. But, you know, you pretty much have your team. You've got to weather the tuck injury. And Darlene might be back soon. So that hopefully isn't a thing that, that lingers. Um are they good enough to do that, you think, Paul? Like, they did not make any, you know, beyond Greenway at least, any sort of move here like to improve their chances. I'm not blaming them for that, you know, to get into the playoffs. I doubt it would have made – it might have cost too much, and it might not have made much of a difference in such little time here. But, um, you know, do they have a good, cha- a good shot at it in your mind?
1: Well, to find somebody who – I mean, Alex Tuck was on a 40-goal pace, to find that on trade deadline day, yeah. I mean, you are going to have to mortgage a lot to go do that if you if, you're, if that's what you're trying to do, yeah, I think they have as good a chance as anybody. I don't think they've ruined their chemistry. I think Quinn has accounted for himself pretty well on that line. And I actually think if he continues to play the way he is, his production will go up. I, I don't think it'll go, be like Quinn's or like Tux, but I think it'll go up for a young player. And you're right. I mean, getting Darlene back is very important. They, if Darlene wasn't coming back, I'd say, no, They, I can't see them hanging in this, especially with so many teams in the middle of the race. But, you know, they, 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 they have an opportunity definitely as good as any other team, I think, in this race. I wouldn't even want to handicap it. I think there are a lot of teams that have a chance to do it. They have played some good hockey along the way. They will, if they can stay in it, it sounds like they will get tucked back before the regular season ends. Mm -hmm. So if you're still within striking distance, when you get them back, you know, you've got a chance there. So, yeah, I I think they have as good a chance as any.
0: One other thing from Adams today, Paul, he talked about being, quote, thrilled to death about what he called also a, quote, an arms race happening in the Eastern Conference. It really is something. Like, you you brought up yesterday – how many trades had happened already, but they're not even, like, minor moves. I mean, I talked to Greg Wyshynski from ESPN last hour, and he's like, look at all these teams spending their draft picks and really going for it in a league where you don't really see this very often and in a season where Boston exists. (laughs) Like, I hadn't really thought about that because, I mean, there's always so much randomness in the playoffs I would rather have the field than the Bruins. Maybe I'm slighting the Bruins by saying that, but that's kind of the way it usually goes. Um, but he's like, even in, in in a season with a team so good as Boston, fastest to 100 points in NHL history, you still see four or five other, like the Rangers move for Kane and the Leafs and the Lightning pushing in like this. I, I mean, I hope, it, I hope it remains sort of as the new normal in the NHL because it's a lot of fun this way.
1: I think it is a lot of fun, but if you're a Sabre fan, you're not too happy about Tarasenko and Kane winding up with the Rangers because they haven't even played the Rangers yeah, yet. You have the three games left. Yeah, three games coming up <laughs> against them. So you never got a chance to play them without those players. So, you know, that's not good news if you're a Sabre fan, but I think it's good news for the NHL and the, and the league, definitely.
0: And Granat, or rather Adams, was based, I think his point was, love to see all the teams around me spending their futures because that's what I've got. Like, it's better, it's better for us if, you know, I can sort of dominate the draft, so to speak, and have the assets. Your, your assets become worth more as teams d- devoid themselves of, of the same kinds of things, picks and young players.
1: And this league is going to flip. That's, it's the way it is. These, these good teams are going to age out. They're getting there. They're not there yet, but they're getting there, and that's when teams like the Sabres in New Jersey – And Detroit and Ottawa, and those teams are going to take over, you know, once these teams age out. And, you know, it's coming two, maybe three years, and and all of a sudden I think you're going to see the flip. And I think the Sabres are in good position to take advantage of that.
0: Greg mentioned how Chris Peters said he thought maybe certain GMs knew there was going to be a Meteor coming to earth in two years and like, they don't need their draft picks. You know anything about that? About a meteor? (laughs) Paul, have you heard anything? I
1: I have not checked with any scientists lately. I'll try to get in touch with a couple.
0: Sometimes Buffalo, we're not the first to know these important news, like trends and things. (laughs) Sometimes we're, we're maybe not uh, first to find out. So I I hope it's not the case, but you know, in fantasy you have like, I mean, it's, it's always relatable what GMs do in real sports to, to fantasy sports. Like, it, the idea here would be, yeah, the league's going to fold in a couple years. I'm I'm going to quit anyway, so why don't I just trade? It's why in dynasty they make you pay the entry fee for the future in any year when you trade your first round pick. Like, so the Leafs would have had at Ottawa and these other teams, they would have had to pay the the fee to be in the league for for next season. Once they trade their first, uh, that's, what, that's how it would work in Dynasty, Wait, in football. You know how
1: much I enjoy fantasy football and stuff, but yes. I've never had the desire whatsoever to be in a Dynasty league of any kind. I just, maybe I just don't want to figure it out or think about it, but I'm fine in the easy leagues that I do.
0: So you're not watching the Combine too closely, for one thing.
1: <laughs> no, no, I'm not.
0: See, that's something that I, I can't believe I am. Like the, the old me, never. I always scoffed at the combine. Get out of here with your but you're four, in like four, five.
1: Thirty fantasy leagues.
0: I have ten or eleven dynasty leagues, and not that that you care at all. But I'm having a problem this year. I told Joe this yesterday. Figuring out what to do with any of them, like <laughs> I, I just have not been able to. I stare at it and like, okay, so what do I need to do here? I should tr- I should try to trade for somebody or I should try to get rid of somebody. You know, it's like any sports league's off season. What should I? I I'm one of these GMs that I complain about because I've just got you know <laughs> middling teams and I'm just sitting standing pat. You know, I'm just sitting here not doing anything. People send me offers and I'm just immediately wary. Are like your
1: wh- fans yelling at you to do something? They outside? are.
0: They would be if they existed. They would be. <laughs> the imaginary fans that I wave to on the golf course are are pissed. They're on the message boards. What's wrong? What happened to this guy? He used to be all over it. Why is he sitting here with James Conner on this team? You make flip him. Come on, he's old. They're mad at me. Absolutely right. All right. So Tampa tomorrow. Another uh, good team. We know there's a lot of tough games on the schedule. Here's another one.
1: Good team, but I think in all three games the Sabers have played pretty well. They had third period leads in all three games. Now they lost one in overtime. They lost one in regulation. And they won one. so But they've all been right there in the third period. Midway through the third period, they have a lead or whatever. They blew the lead in all of them and still came out 1-1-1. One, one, and one. So they've played Tampa pretty tough, so it should be an interesting game.
0: Well, we will listen for you uh, tomorrow. Oh, 12.30 game, right? So 11.30 yeah. pregame tomorrow morning.
1: Actually, it'll be 11. They figure – why make Nate Geary do a half hour?
0: A 90-minute pregame so, show.
1: So they uh, do a 90-minute pregame show when we have a twelve-thirty game.
0: Plenty of time to pour over all these trades in a 90-minute hockey pregame show, I think. <laughs> you, it's not, you can't just be keys to the game for 90 minutes, Paul.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs>
0: all right. Thanks for all your time today and all no week. No
1: problem, Mike. Take care.
0: All right. Paul Hamilton on the Wester Hotline. Coverage of the NHL trade deadline brought to you by Outlet Liquor. Your place to buy a case, Outlet Liquor, George Urban Boulevard in DePew. What's your outlet? Lines are up at MGM for tomorrow's NHL Games. Sabres are a plus one thirty five underdog at home to Tampa Bay. Guess like that's the from what I've seen, the back end of this storm that is about to hit us. Wintry mix. Never you want you never want to hear wintry mix. I'd rather hear snow. I don't want to hear seven feet. I don't want to hear blizzard. But wintry mix is almost just, it's annoying. And it's wet and sloppy and icy and gross. Spring mix is good because that's like a salad. Spring mix in the bags, right? If you want the, you do that. Do you buy the bag salad? Is that like a little bit too far toward I've given up in life the, the salad in the bag? No, I say no. I've definitely been about the salad in the bag. It's fine. You get that spring mix. You get the make the purple, r- the radicchio, and the, you know, like the shaved carrots will be in there. Maybe a couple of little radishes and lettuce, different kinds of lettuce. The bib, the, some bib lettuce. The butter, what's the one with, oh, uh, what's the other word? Like Butterhead? Butterhead? This is good I think it's called Butterhead, but I'm not I'm forgetting right now. This is when like Bulldog would talk and I would go look and I'd find out if it's called Butterhead. Butterhead lettuce, yep. Good job. Thank you, Zach. Butterhead. With this, you know what you do with this? You buy the butterhead lettuce, like it could be locally grown, you buy it in the store from some farm around in the area, and it's good for egg salad. You make egg salad, this way you cut out the bread. Look look at me now. What 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 did it, where did this even come from? You, you use the butterhead lettuce instead of the bread with egg salad. You just sort of clump a clump of egg salad right on this lettuce and you can just carry it around. I mean, I don't know why you'd want to carry it around. You want to eat it, but you can it holds the egg salad for you. It's nice like that. Spring mix, tasty. You got to get the croutons and the dressing involved or else, ugh. but you know, fine, good spring mix. wintry mix. Winter mix is this. It's it's terrible. Really terrible. So what was I going to say? It was going through the night, about to start, goes through the night, into tomorrow, rain and snow and whatever's in between that, and so uh, might have a little bit of a challenge getting to the game tomorrow if you're going. All right, anybody want to call in and talk about what the Sabres are up to, good or bad? I'm, I'm at a very happy place with them, and I like that I am, because for the last number of years, it's almost never happened. But I'm buying into this. I think it's fine that they didn't do more. I'm curious about Greenway. Interesting. Again, buy low kind of play here. Don't need the, the second and fifth round picks. I've all, already got two other second round picks. I really like it. Uh, this move, but really just more sort of the general state of things with uh, with them. Eight oh three oh five fifty. if you want to call in on them or even on some of the football stuff we've been doing all week. On the Bills, it's been what? It's been... Um, the draft a lot running backs receivers we're going to have workout stats this weekend coming up from the skill position guys coming into the NFL draft happy to talk about that too i'm kind of ready to move away from the sabers for a minute after two and a half hours uh heavily on them either way lines are open for your calls marty baran joins me at 6 mike show here bulldog is off this is wgr this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news